This is Think Smart with TMFG, your weekly podcast of what's newsworthy and relevant to everyday Canadians. With your host, Senior Financial Advisor Rob McClelland and Mike Conan of Asante Capital Management. This week on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I are going to be discussing the most valuable companies in the world in 2023. Mike, the list has come out ranking all the most valuable companies in the world in 2023. And my belief is you probably need to own a piece of each of these companies in your portfolio. If you, you know, big companies are getting bigger and bigger as time marches on, and you need to have these companies in your portfolio. And I can honestly say, without a doubt, all of our clients have 100% of any of these companies in the portfolio, in their portfolio with us that we're about to talk about today. So, Mike, what are some of the interesting things just on the top 10 companies? Top 10? Out of the top 10, nine of the 10 are American. So, there are nine out of 10 are American-based companies? Yep, U.S.-based. So, 90% of the top 10 companies in the world are U.S.-based. So U.S. been doing something right. At this point, three out of the 10 are in the IT sector. Okay. So almost 30% are in technology. No surprise there with the big push in technology and AI and everything that's been going on for the last 10, 15 years or longer for that matter. Only one out of the 10 is energy and it's from Saudi Arabia. So again, we used to look, if we went back to look at this 30 years ago, that'd be quite a different scenario. There'd be you know, IBM might have been your closest thing to an IT, and it'd be full of oil companies. What other sectors are in the top 10? One of the 10 is a financial company. Many years ago, probably three out of 10 would be financial. Yeah, I would expect it to be higher, to be honest, but no. And two out of the 10 are communications. And I guess that would make sense if you think about how important communications is nowadays. So but yeah, that's what's made up of. Between communication and technology, you've got five out of the 10 yep. biggest companies in the world. Let's talk about some of the names. At the very top of the list, Apple value at the end of 2023 was just under $2.8 billion, and it's in information technology. We all know Apple. Number two, still amazing after all these years, Microsoft at $2.4 billion, also in information technology. You know, it's funny. I was looking at Microsoft today because a client owned some. Do you realize it went from and don't take me 100% of these figures, but somewhere from around the year 2000, it took about 14 years for it to be a break-even. It had about 13 years of zero performance from it. And think of how much of a star it is now on the prices. Uh, so some of these companies have been in for a round. It doesn't mean they've always grown at that level. They've had some you know, rocky periods along the way. And, and both Apple and, and Microsoft have had a ton of competition over the years. And it's been amazing how they've been able to keep their position at the top. Next up is a Saudi Arabian company called Aramco Energy, worth $2.2 billion. Alphabet, which we, is better known as Google, $1.6 billion, just as a search engine. Well, it's a lot more now, today. It's changed the way we look up information forever, and amongst all the other things that it does. So that would fall in the communication services. What's next, Mike? Uh, next, we have Amazon. And I can see why. You know, at least once or twice a week, I have to buy something from Amazon. It's become, 
it's become the Walmart of, of your house, right? It's an easy thing and things get there the next day. I think the thing I love about Amazon is you can compare different prices from different locations. You've got the best selection. If you go into a store today, you're, you're limited in, in your selection. And, and finally, as you point out, it arrives the next day. So yeah, there's a little waiting period, but you didn't have to go out to the mall, go through the crowds, yep. and only to find out your size or the item that you wanted wasn't in any of the stores that you went into. Yep. Uh, with Amazon, it's, it's much faster. We'll get you to the pronunciation of this next one. N-V-I-D-I-A, information technology. So that's a new one on that list. It's worth over a billion dollars today, and that's because it has created chat. Yeah. And chat is going to change the way we do things. And AI is going to change the way we do things. It already has started, but it it is accelerating at a, a ridiculous pace. And even the value of that company reached the billion-dollar group at a ridiculous pace. Next is Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett. I never think this belongs here. Berkshire Hathaway always bothers me a bit because it shows up as a stock. It's not really a stock. It's almost more of a mutual fund, isn't it? Well, it is, but I, I think of it more as just a holding company that owns all kinds of good companies. And regardless, you know, Warren's done a pretty good job at $774 billion. His partner recently passed away. So he's sort of the last man standing and, you know, he's he's into his 90s. So we're not sure how much longer he'll be around, but he's he's built quite an empire there. What's next? Next is Facebook. It goes under the meta platforms, but that's Facebook. And again, you know, huge success. And it's still one of the number one ways uh, to use social media. And it buys companies like crazy. So Facebook is always, they've been a very good acquisition, top companies out there. So it falls into the communication services. And again, similar to, to uh, Berkshire Hathaway, 775 or $754 million. I think what's interesting, do you think Mark ever wonders if he should have named it something other than Meta? Maybe I I bet he regrets that decision, but it's too late to change it. He's kind of got a. It's kind of like Elon, who who will come up next, and he renamed Twitter X, which seems to make zero sense whatsoever. I don't get I don't get the meta name. <laughs> I don't get the the uh, Google change. Google had one of the best names out there. I don't know why you'd uh, change it to change Alphabet. Alphabet. But well, obviously they may be good at creating products, but they're not really good at naming their companies. At least not the second time around. So Tesla comes in at number 10, and it comes in there, consumer discretionary product, over $700 million or billion dollars worth of values. If I said million at one point earlier, I meant billion. So out of these companies, the interesting thing is, I think only three of them are around 25 years ago. So, so it's, a, it's amazing how the world changes. Like when we go through, Apple's been around a long time, Microsoft's been around, probably Sodi Energy's been around a long time. You know, Alphabet is, Google is relatively new. Amazon is relatively new. NVIDIA is relatively new. And uh, we go through Berkshire Hathaway has been around forever. Facebook is relatively new and Tesla is new. So it, it's funny how the world changes, isn't it? It is. Let's go a little deeper and look at the top 50. So if you take the top 50 most valuable companies in the world, forget millions, forget billions, we move into a total value of $26 trillion. So think of them as roughly each worth half a trillion dollars on average. Technologies at the top, again, represents over $9 trillion, sort of 20% of the top 50. 
And then we've got consumer discretionary at $4 trillion and healthcare at $3 trillion. And that's mostly, in, again, U.S. companies. Together, probably worth most of the most countries in the world. What about geographically, Mike? Howard, you know, we talked about the top 10 are mostly American. What about the top 50? So when you look at the top 50, we'll take a look. The U.S. has the, the three most represented countries after the U.S. would be Switzerland, France, and China. So we have U.S., Switzerland, France, and China. Switzerland's a big surprise for me. Well, the companies that show up on the list are Nestle's, Roche, and Novartis. The last two, Roche, R-O-C-H-E, both of those are major players in the healthcare industry. So that's why they're in the top 50. Next up, we have France. And France, completely different. Two fashion giants, LVMH and Hermes, as well as L'Oreal which is a global leader in cosmetics. It's France, doesn't it? So, Mike, I don't assume that you have spent a lot of money at L'Oreal no. over the years. <laughs> or Hermes. For that. Probably not. Probably <laughs> not. Interestingly enough, the richest person in the world recently was Bernard Arnault, who was head of LVMH, worth $215 billion. And that's Louis Vuitton, right? Is that? Uh, it is. Basically, it is. yeah. And finally, we come to some Chinese companies, Tencent and Alibaba, more on the consumer product and alcohol, alcoholic beverages for a third company called Chichao Mutai, partially state-owned producer of alcoholic beverages. So more consumer products on the Chinese side, and that we know that's what has been their specialty. So no real surprise there. It's funny if you would have asked me, I would put Germany and Japan up there. You would have thought some of the car companies would be there? I guess because you see, the car companies are so in your face because you see them all produced. And Japanese goods are everywhere. My stereos, Car Japanese, companies, all the st technology, yeah. but that technology has changed. Yeah, it's moved more to China and even Korea and areas like that. But yeah, it's it's a bit of a shock for me that they, that those countries stand up there. So just because they're big companies, does that guarantee their success? And I guess there, there's two things to look at. So always go to the evidence. And the evidence, number one, is the list is constantly changing. If you looked at a list from 10 years ago, half of those companies would not be on that list. Two former members of the Trillion Dollar Club are Facebook and Tesla. And both companies are currently worth about $700 billion, So they're down more than 30% from where they were. In 2022, Facebook or Meta lost significant value as earnings fell, while Tesla itself suffered from demand concerns and some technology concerns. Plus, there's a lot of competition in the electric car market. Well, our research has always showed us that small outperforms large, right? And one of the reasons is when you look at all these large companies, they were all at one point a small company. So a small grows to large. And when small grows to large, you make a lot of money. But when large goes to small, you don't make money. So it's when a large of, goes to medium, you don't make a lot of money. You don't either. make money. So it's a small cap going to large cap is huge increases. You know, at one time, Apple was a small cap company, but they've moved up and they've become this mega company now. So yeah, size is not always a guarantee of results. So a few years ago, we were talking about the magnificent seven companies in the world. And what's interesting is one of those companies has dropped off the list. And so the, the, the big companies, and we all know their names and how successful they've been, 
Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Alphabet, Meta, Tesla, and NVIDIA. Yeah, it used to be FANG, so it used to be fake Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, right? So the FANG has changed to the Magnificent 7 now. So you can easily guess which one fell off is Netflix. Yeah. And they're having trouble. They're financially, they've got, again, competition has stepped in. They're not the only game in town. And they're having trouble. They're trying to change their model a little bit to stay relevant. They're talking about having commercials on Netflix now. And it's going to change. It's, we're almost back to TV. They used to be free. We're going to have shows with commercials. We talk a lot in when you build a portfolio, you always want diversification. And I think when you look at some of the big names in the top 50, we can just see how diversified they are. So, Mike, on the financial side, you've got the Bank of America is in the top 50, JP Morgan, both out of the U.S., and Berkshire, which we discussed. What about energy? Who are the big players there? Exxon, Chevron, Shell, Saudi Arabia, Reliance. So all those big producers in there. Consumer staples, we're always consuming goods and services. You've got Walmart, you've got Costco, Pepsi, Coke, Procter & Gamble is still there all these years later, Nestle, and Kichao Mutai, which we said was from China a little earlier. Communication, we've talked about that. We've got Alphabet, Met, and Tencent. Consumer discretionary products, so those more expensive luxury goods, L'Oreal, Toyota, Hermes, Alibaba. Home Depot, Tesla, Amazon, LVMH. I would say McDonald's is necessarily discretionary, but it is discretionary from the standpoint it isn't a staple. You know, you can have dinner at home or you can go out to McDonald's. That's more discretionary spending. And finally, healthcare has, it's surprising. You never would have thought that there'd be that many big companies in the healthcare industry. Eli Lilly, Johnson & Johnson, Merck, United Health. AstraZeneca, Thermo Fisher, Scientific. So lots of companies in many different industries. They always say they have a big lobby group. And you think of the size of that's why government policies tend to go and insurance goes that way because it's a massive amount of funds there. And finally, we'll touch on the information technology. We've mentioned Apple, Microsoft, but let's talk about some other companies. Broadcom, Adobe, Cisco, Oracle. MasterCard, Visa, Samsung. Yep. Huge, huge companies around the world. So Mike, should you just have big companies in your portfolio? Need a bit of everything. We talk a lot about in our investing strategy that value small companies do better than large companies. What percent of small companies do we actually have in our portfolio? Well, it's going to be related to the marketplace, but we're going to, we always have a tilt on our portfolio. So we make sure we have more than the curve market average of small cap. And we do have large cap in there. There will be all these major Teslas and everything will be in there. And just to remind people, the interesting thing about how we run things is we're not like an S&P 500 fund. They, they has Tesla in there since 2020. They put Tesla on, on their S&P 500 index. We've had Tesla since day one. You know, maybe not day one because we don't do IPOs, but within the first year of existence, we've had Tesla in the portfolios and we've enjoyed that growth from Tesla being a small company, just a startup that you didn't know what would happen all the way through to it becomes the biggest auto, the largest valued auto manufacturer in the world. The good news is as that position gets bigger, we re- as the company gets more valuable, we reduce the position. And because just like we ta- discussed, Tesla's down 30% as a stock. 
and no one wants their investment portfolio to be down 30%. So today, I think we're 25% invested in small companies versus the marketplace, which is roughly 10% if we look at the global market. We still have set over 70% in large companies, even though the market's closer to 90%. It's certainly a, a big market. That's who gets all the, the news, the headlines. It's all the big companies around the world. It's rarely the small ones, but you definitely need both in your portfolio. That brings us to the end of another week. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management reminding you to live the life that makes you happy. You've been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.